What I find is this, is, you know, you can read, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, you can go online, and there's tons and tons of articles about the benefits of setting goals, whether they're business goals, personal goals, right? Um, you know, you want to increase in sales this year, a particular amount, you know, you, what there's a habit you want to break, so on and so forth. And, you know, and there's a lot of, you know, again, you guys can do this, just Google it. All the reasons that goals are important and necessary, they provide clarity, they help you identify your strengths, they help you know what your weaknesses are, they help you marshal resources, on and on and on, help you prioritize your time, on and on and on. Lots and lots and lots of benefits of having goals. Um, benefits of having goals and then communicating those goals. Like, you know, I read one statistic that said, like, you are 33% more likely to achieve your goals when you write them down and you communicate them with somebody else. Like, oh, that's pretty significant. When I have a goal and I share it with other people, I'm much more likely to achieve that goal. What I find is oftentimes people don't have spiritual goals or their spiritual goals are not very specific, right? Um, part of what, what I was thinking about this <laughs> is this past week I was on Facebook and I was reading on Facebook. And just so you know, whenever I share a personal story about somebody else, I always ask permission from them first. So if you ever share something with me, you don't have to worry. I'm never going to get up here. I'm never going to share that story unless I've asked you permission first. Just so that I always like to let, set people at ease with that. But this past week, I was reading about a guy in our church. And you guys know, I hate to tell you all my running stories, but it's, you know, like my, I, have, I have my walk with the Lord, our church, my family, you know, and then I run. That's about it. And this past week, I was reading with one of the guys that I run with. And he put on Facebook some of the things that he accomplished this past year. And this guy had run 2,832 miles in 2020. And he had spent, I think, like 366 hours running this past year. He'd set personal records in the 5K, the 10K, the half marathon. You know, he's listing all these things. I thought, wow, he knows exactly how many hours he spent running. Well, with Garmin, you know, with watches that track all of stuff, it's pretty easy to figure out, right? But still, he knew specifically. He knew where he ran. He knew who he ran. I mean, just all kinds of crazy information. And I read that this past week, and I think it was Friday, maybe Thursday. I texted him. I said, hey, congratulations on all that stuff. That's great. And I said, um, have you thought about any spiritual goals? And I said, have you, you know, have you thought about spiritual goals? Like, what are your spiritual goals? Um, and how are you going to accomplish those goals? You know, can you articulate, can you tell me what your spiritual goals are? He's like, oh, you know, okay, you know. He's like, yeah, thanks a lot for that. I really hadn't thought about that. Um, and I just, I, I just was thinking about that, you know, like, oh, I wonder how many people in our church have a specific spiritual goal of what they want to accomplish this year. You know, because it's, it's pretty normal to have physical goals, right? Um, this past August, at the end of August, my daughter, our daughter Chloe, has a boyfriend. She's been dating this guy for two years. Anyways, I hadn't seen Ryan's his name and hadn't seen his dad in a year. And he came over, him and his wife and his family came to our house for a cookout in August. And he's close to my age. I think he might be a little bit older. He's like 55-ish. And um, he, when I, I hadn't seen him in a year, and he came and he was 
excuse me, but he was ripped. I mean, I mean, he will look great. And this guy's like 56 years old. And I'm like, I'm like, Tom, what are you doing? You taking steroids or what? I didn't say that. I thought that, but you know. <laughs> Sorry, Tom, I'm just kidding. So, you know, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I've just been doing push-ups. I'm like, really? Just push-ups? He's like, yeah. And I said, well, how many push-ups do you do in a day? He's like, 150. I was like, wow. I can look like that if I do 150 push-ups? So I started doing push-ups. I don't look like that, though. You know, on September 1st, you can ask the guys. Three days a week, we're going to the Y. We're doing push-ups and stuff. You know, and when I first started doing my push-ups, I mean, I was lucky if I could do, I mean, don't laugh, but like 15 was like, that was the max, and it was hard. You know, and you guys know what planks are? Does anybody not know what a plank is? Because I don't want to demonstrate Okay, good. So, you know, right, you get on your L, you know, like this, you get down like this, right, and you plank. I couldn't do a plank for more than a minute, and I was just like, my whole body was just like shaking, right? But now, you know, four months later, I can do, you know, not all at once, but I can do 100 push-ups in about 10 minutes, and I can do about 10 minutes. And I had a really specific goal when I started, you know, and so for the last four months, three times a week, I go to the Y, and I do these stupid exercises, you know, but, you know, I think I'm getting stronger. I don't know, you know, but a really specific plan, a really specific goal. And I thought about my friend, the guy who goes to our church, and like he had these really specific measurements, like, you know, you measure what matters, and he'd measured these things. And I just thought about that, and I thought about Scripture and different passages of Scripture. You know, I titled the message, Hashtag Goals 2021. And I want, you to, I want to ask you to think about this morning, what are your specific spiritual goals? Do you have any specific spiritual goals? Scripture talks a lot about, about discipline and exercise and really even goals. Listen to what Paul, the Apostle Paul, he's writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Timothy was a young pastor. There's a little bit of your filling here, but Paul says this physical training is good. You know, going to the Y, push ups, sit ups, you know, hey, that's good, that's great. But training for godliness is much better because it promises benefits in this life and in the life to come. Paul acknowledges that, you know, physical training is, is good and we need to do it and it's beneficial. But Paul says training for godliness is much better. And I wonder, you know, looking at a couple guys, we have two guys in our church here who just both scored 1,000 points on their basketball seasons, right? Which is Trevor and Cole, which is a huge deal. But I bet those guys have spent countless hours and hours and hours in the gym. And 1,000 points... Trevor, right? That's a pretty big deal, right? I mean, that's a big accomplishment, Cole, right? Took a lot of time, a lot of practice. But training for godliness? Like, do we measure that? Do we know how much time we're putting in? Do we know what we're doing specifically to become more like Christ? Again, Scripture talks a lot about this. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. The Apostle Paul, again, is writing... He says, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. 
They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it, we train, right? Become more like Christ for an eternal prize. So Paul says, I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. So back to the question. How are you training spiritually? What are you doing specifically to grow, to become more like Christ? To become more loving? Wiser? Right? What are you doing to reflect the image of Christ? Sometimes I think that we have to be careful as I challenge you and push you a little bit this morning. We have to be careful and be prayerful about it because not all goals are necessarily good goals, even spiritually speaking, in, in a sense. The Apostle Paul was writing about this in Philippians chapter 3. And he was talking about growing up. He was talking about his life. And there's a lot of things that happened to Paul that people would be like, oh, that's a great goal. I want to be like that. Paul's like, hey, I was circumcised when I was eight days old. Didn't really have a lot of control over that, but you know. Hey, that's a good goal. I'm a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin. Hey, those are great goals. I was a real Hebrew if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demanded the strictest obedience to the law. Those are all good goals. I was zealous and I, was, I harshly persecuted the church. You know, these are like things that people strove to be. People who were Jewish is like, oh yeah, these are the kind of things that we want to be like. I obeyed the law without fault, Paul says. He said, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared to the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Like, you know what? You know, thousand points these, these young, young men scored in high school basketball, incredible. But compared that to knowing Christ, to be more like Jesus. And sometimes we invest so much in the things that are valuable, but in comparison, mean nothing. Then I ask myself, do I even have goals like that? You know, the Bible, again, is filled with passages that talk about that. Even the Apostle Paul, again, he had goals. Romans chapter 15, Paul's like, hey, I had a goal. When I went out and preached, he said, my goal was to spread the good news where the name of Christ was not known. I didn't want to build a foundation which others had laid. Paul's like, when I went out and spoke, I didn't want to go into all these places and talk to all these people who they were already told about Jesus Christ. I wanted to go in unknown territories where others didn't, know. that was my goal. Paul's like, I had a specific goal, a purpose, a focus, clarity on where I felt like God was leading me. Paul also had a goal to go to Spain. He talks about it in verse 24. He says, for many years I've wanted to visit you. He's writing to the people in Rome. But now I'm on my way to Spain. That was his goal was to make it to Spain. So I hope to see you when I come your way. As far as we are aware, though, Paul never made it to Spain. Some people think he did, but most scholars think Paul never made it. He never achieved that goal. But the Apostle Paul had goals. He writes about them. He talks about them. People knew about that. Even the Apostle Peter gets in on the act. We read here in, in, in 2 Peter chapter 1, Peter says, by God's divine, or by his divine power, speaking of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit working in us, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. 
in view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Like that should be your goal, to respond to the promises of God in your life. Then Paul, or Peter, excuse me, goes on and lists several things that, you know, that he wants to grow in our life. And then verse, down to verse 8 says, The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 10, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. What are your goals? What are those spiritual things, the way that you want to grow in 2021? How is God speaking to your heart this morning? Specifically, what has Christ called you to do? What are you choosing specifically to do? I find that most Christians can't articulate that. They don't know. Kind of a good passage, again, to think about. One more passage to think about this is Ephesians chapter 5. And Paul, again, is going to talk about three things specifically. He says, I want you to imitate God in everything that you do because you're his dear children. And the way that he says, I want you to imitate God is live a life filled with love. That's a good goal. Oh, to live a life filled with love, love of God and love for other people. Then you have to say, okay, well, Lord, how, do you, how am I going to live a life filled with love this year? He says, live a life filled with love following the example of Christ. So what is it about the life of Christ that I can imitate as I look at his life that I want to imitate that and be like that? Live a life filled with love following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Jesus didn't live for himself. He lived to serve others, right, and to point people to the Father. And then Paul goes on. He says, you know, there are certain things I want you to stay away from. Hey, these are all great goals. They're kind of a little bit, a little bit more in a, you know, don't do these, right? Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Avoid obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse joking. These are not for you. Some of these things might be great goals, like, oh, yeah, there's things I want to do this upcoming year, and there's actually struggles I have in my life. Like, maybe it's, it's coarse joking. Maybe I find myself hanging out with the guys or the girls, and it just gets a little bit, you know, just, it's, just not, it's just not spiritually encouraging, uplifting. I find myself, you know, coarse joking. Maybe that's a goal. It's like, oh, yeah, there's some things I need to stay away from this year. He goes on, verse 7. Paul says, don't participate in these things that these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. How do I do that? For this light within you produces only what is good, right, and true. How do I reflect Christ to other people around me? How do I love? How do I live as a person of light? He says, verse 10, carefully determine. Like, I can't really necessarily determine for Ricky what God is speaking to his heart about the spiritual goals he has for his life. 
Paul says, carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in all these worthless deeds. And you guys can read them. Evil, shame, all these things. Paul says, don't, don't partake part in those as the ungodly do. Now look at verse 15, 15, 16, 17. Be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Like, this is, what a, this is a great passage for us as we think about 2021. God, I, this morning, want to declare that I want to be careful how I live this year. And I want to live like the wise. And God, this year I want to make the most of the opportunities that you give me. I don't want to live for myself. I don't want to act thoughtlessly. But I want to ask that question this morning. Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Now, again, you don't have to be super smart to tell you these things. But I want to share a couple things in particular as you begin to think about this. Um, Two questions that you want to ask yourself. Okay? When you think about spiritual goals and spiritual growth, I want you to ask this question, will this goal that I feel like, you know, resonates with me, that God is speaking to me about, will this honor God? Is this something that I can do that is going to honor God, where God is going to be, you know, blessed by this and I'm going to be able to point people back to him? And is it motivated, this goal that I have, is it motivated by selfishness or is it motivated by love? Love for God and love for other people. Because if this goal is not motivated by love, then goals simply become tasks and people become objects. And that's not what we want. We just end up using people. And we give you five things in particular to think about, right? As you think about setting a goal for yourself, a spiritual goal, right? Number one, obviously you want to pray. You want to seek God, right? Scripture says pray about everything. Well, this is specifically something, God, I want to pray about. What are you speaking to me? I want to hear his voice. Give myself time. I want to write them down. I want to create a plan. And then I want to become accountable with somebody else. Now, as I thought about this, and, and, and again, I'm just going to give you a couple of mine just so you can kind of, you know, so... I have a couple, I have five different goals that I have specifically. So one of my goals this year, um, Chris, uh, our communications director who was doing announcements, Chris started something two days ago. Um, there's a uh, Bible reading plan on version. I've told you guys about this before. It's called the Bible in One Year. And most of you in here were probably invited to that. And if you weren't invited, you can go on version, and we can invite you to it if you let us know. And it's called Bible in One Year. And it's a daily, takes about, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes every day. And I've done it, I've probably done it three out of the past four years. 2020, I didn't do it. I I restarted again with those of you in the church who are doing it. And so my goal is to read the Bible in one year again this year. But it's not just to read the Bible in one year, but the the church, you guys, got the staff this great commentary. It's called the Tony Evans Bible Commentary, and I love Tony Evans. And this is, a, this is a verse-by-verse commentary through the whole Bible. And so as I read the Bible in one year this year, I'm doing it in conjunction with reading this Bible commentary verse-by-verse through the whole Bible. And not only am I doing that, but on my phone, I'm tracking all of my time that I spend doing that because I want to know, oh, 
you know, am I really just checking this off or am I really giving what I feel like is quality time to the Lord? Because I know the more I track that, the more time I'll actually do that. And so I'm, I'm watching those things. Um, another goal that I have is to memorize one scripture per week. So, right, 52 scriptures this next year. I'm going to memorize a scripture per week. Um, I have two, two other goals. One is I want to, you know, I'm hoping to pray to lead five people to Christ this year. I want to be able to pray with five people to lead them to Christ this year. And then I have a last goal that I haven't specified specifically how much yet, but I'm going to have a conversation. Debbie and I will have a conversation about it. And, you know, I want to increase our giving as a family this year. I don't know if it's going to be a specific percentage or if it's going to be a specific amount. But that's my fifth goal. So I want you to begin to think about it. And, and is this the very first one? If you can go back um, to maybe that first one. So these are, I wrote 15 things down, right? These are super simple, right? Follow Bible reading plan, make prayer a daily habit, keep a spiritual journal, read an encouraging book. You know, like I saw this week where someone would say, hey, I need a, a book to read this, this year. And they put, well, how about Fifty Shades of Gray? I was thinking, that's probably not the one. So I, I, when I talk about a spiritual book, I'm not talking about an encouraging book. I'm not talking, right? You know, um, if you have read it, whatever. But that's not what we're talking about, okay? If you need help, just let me know. We'll give you one. Um, actively take part in church. That doesn't mean just showing up. That means saying, hey, God, where do you, you know, maybe it's a goal like you've never served before. Or maybe it's been a long time. Like, oh, yeah. I know when I don't use my gifts in the church, then the church is, you know, not functioning the way it's supposed to be. Maybe it's to share your faith with one person. Okay, go ahead, next slide. A couple more. I think we have meditate on, memorize um, one Bible verse per month. Maybe that's what you can, maybe that's it. Maybe it's one, once a week. Mentor one person, seek out a mentor, unfollow social media pages and influencers who promote the wrong message. Um, decide not to check social media before you have a devotional time. Fast once per month, join a life group. Some of you have never been a part of a life group. Give consistently. Maybe you've never given consistently before. You know, I mean, that, that could be for you. You've never done that. And so that's a goal this year. Um, and maybe you do do that already. And, you know, like myself, maybe it's to increase your giving. So those are all different spiritual goals. And so I want to ask you guys to prayerfully step back and say, God, what are you calling me to do this year? How can I pursue you? I don't want to just train myself physically but I want to train myself spiritually. I want to have spiritual goals for 2021. And I'm going to ask you to do this, if you'd be so brave and willing. And I won't, I won't share them, but unless you want me to or ask me to. But, you know, I'm going to ask you, I'm talk to Chris about it, and somehow we'll set something up. And maybe you can, over the course of the next couple of weeks, you can text us or email us and let us know what your spiritual goals are. And if you give us permission, we won't necessarily put your name out there like, hey, this is Michelle. Because all of a sudden, if you say, hey, this is Michelle Beach. Look at all these spiritual goals. We're like, wow, she's a giant, you know. But So we won't do that. But just to encourage the church, you know, if you send them in, we'll start putting some of the spiritual goals out there, not attaching names to it. Just be a little bit more anonymous about it. And um, let's just see what God does in our life. Let's make the most of every opportunity in 2021. And I believe that um, this is a message that God has laid upon my heart for our congregation, for those of you who call North Point your home, um, to be able to participate and grow spiritually this year. Amen? All right.